Hello and welcome to a podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists and Bipolar UK. I am Sam Nairouz, consultant psychiatrist from West London Mental Health Trust and the Affective Disorder Care Pathway Lead at West London Mental Health Trust. Uh, my name is Alan Young, I'm Chair of Psychiatry at Imperial College London and I also work in West London Mental Health Trust. So, welcome Alan. Can we just ask a few questions? Sure, please go ahead, Sam. So what are the issues around the diagnosis of bipolar affective disorder? Well, I think there's really quite a lot of issues around the diagnosis of bipolar affective disorder. And really, we could go quite a long way to improve current practice. The first thing to say is that bipolar disorder is really a group of different disorders. It's uh, an umbrella title for bipolar 1 disorder, bipolar 2 disorder, uh, bipolar disorder not otherwise specified, sometimes called subsyndromal or bipolar spectrum. And there's also related conditions like cyclothymia. And these range from being uh, on the borderlines of clinical significance to really being quite severe uh, and incapacitating illnesses. Uh, There are different diagnostic issues with each particular um, subgroup of bipolar disorders. So, for example, in bipolar 1 disorder, this is characterised by uh, the mania, full-blown mania, happening at some time during the illness. This is a very severe Uh, medical condition. This can be uh, misdiagnosed as an episode of uh, schizophrenia or schizophreniform psychosis, especially in first episode psychoses where psychotic symptoms, uh, first episode mania, where psychotic symptoms are more common. Major depressive episodes occur in both bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 and these can be indistinguishable from major depressive episodes in depression and that's one of the real bugbears is that the major depressive episode makes people think it's major depressive disorder rather than this may be a major depressive episode as part of um, a bipolar disorder. The other complicating feature as you very well know Sam being an active busy and experienced clinician is that bipolar disorder is highly comorbid and by that we mean that other psychiatric symptoms or indeed syndromes occur during the illness. So uh, bipolar disorders comorbid with personality disturbances which may satisfy the criteria for, for example, emotionally unstable personality disorder. There's high levels of all forms of anxiety disorder. Substance and alcohol uh, abuse and dependence are common and so on and so forth. So there's lots of diagnostic challenges in bipolar disorder. Thank you. So, what, what is bipolar, bipolar disorder likely to be misdiagnosed with? Well, I think uh, there's a whole variety of different potential misdiagnoses. I think, overwhelmingly, it's likely to be misdiagnosed as major depressive disorder or regular depression, call it, call it what you will. Um, Uh, There are people who present with comorbid uh, alcohol and substance abuse and this can, episodes of mania, can actually be misdiagnosed as simple intoxication. 
uh, episodes of mania, as I said, can also be misdiagnosed as uh, either schizophrenia or first episode psychosis. And I think this is something that's of real concern. We have services set up to specifically look at the, the needs of people with first episode psychosis. Uh, but my feeling is that this is very much conceptualised al along the lines of care for people who are going to become schizophrenic. Whereas first episode psychosis have a range of different outcomes, an important one of which is bipolar disorder. The first episode psychosis unveils itself as that. There's comorbidity with most other psychiatric diagnoses. So this is the rule. An important point to bear in mind when we talk about research is our research base tends to be uh, based on patients who are not representative of bipolar disorder in general. So we tend to exclude people with comorbidities uh, and uh, so on and so forth. And it's been estimated that the, uh, the uh, group of patients who actually get included in research, which we base evidence and practice on, is perhaps less than 5% of patients overall. Thank you. So for patients who suffer from bipolar affective disorder, why is it that the correct diagnosis is important to reach as early as possible? Well, in medicine in general and in psychiatry, diagnosis is a very important uh, step for a number of reasons. First of all, it allows us to meaningfully understand the patient's experiences and give them a label which is of practical help. That's the point of diagnosis. We can then refer to the evidence base uh, about that disorder and we can base our treatment plan, whether it be psychological therapy, uh, pharmacotherapy, a combination of the two, which is of course uh, our preferred uh, outcome, uh, or any other type of therapy on the evidence base. But that requires a diagnosis. Let me give you an example of this that's quite concrete and simple. If you go to your doctor with a major depressive episode, uh, and you are diagnosed as major depressive disorder, there's actually uh, a large body of evidence to support using antidepressants such as SSRIs. There's a recent update of the evidence base showing over 216 trials which are supportive. However, if your major depressive episode is actually part of a bipolar disorder, and we know that this is missed very often, we know that major depressive episodes as part of bipolar disorder tend not to be diagnosed as bipolar. There's a tendency still to prescribe antidepressants. Now, the evidence base for antidepressants treating depression and bipolar disorder is actually very small. One of the largest studies is one done by myself. And in terms of effects on depression scores, antidepressants didn't differ from placebo. So that's a very important basic consideration. A correct diagnosis of bipolar disorder will guide the treatment for bipolar depression to be different than if it were major depressive disorder. So, besides antidepressants being not very effective in the same way in bipolar depression as unipolar depression, is there any other drawbacks of using uh, monotherapy antidepressants in potentially bipolar depression? Yes, certainly. That's a very good point. Thanks for bringing that up, Sam. So, not only is there a question about whether the antidepressants work, but there's also a fear that the antidepressants may do harm. Remember, we're guided by Osler's dictum, first do no harm. And there's a concern that antidepressants may destabilise people with bipolar disorder, especially 
when they're not covered with a mood stabiliser such as lithium or valparate. Um, they may destabilise the person, cause a manic switch, or indeed induce rapid cycling, where the illness seems to oscillate between different poles very frequently. So it's not just a question of efficacy. You're absolutely right. There's also the possibility, potentially, of doing harm to the patient. Now, this is probably likely to be more so with some antidepressants than others, but we should use antidepressants with great caution in bipolar disorder. Thank you. Uh, Alan, would you like to say something more about the comorbidity with, uh, between bipolar affective disorder and anxiety disorders, for example, social anxiety that we know that is very likely to happen? Yes. When um, I teach medical students and junior trainee psychiatrists about anxiety disorder and bipolar disorder, they often think this is counterintuitive. But anxiety is a key part. Anxiety symptoms and anxiety syndromes are a key part of bipolar disorder. There's a number of different relationships. In children who are at high risk of bipolar disorder, which they tend to fully manifest in their late teens, the one of the disorders which is increased before that is anxiety disorders. And it's all anxiety disorders. Phobias, uh, generalised anxiety disorder, panic and so on and so forth. So that's a risk of having an anxiety disorder before the illness fully manifests. But anxiety is also a very important part of bipolar disorder and it occurs in any phase of the illness, whether the patient is manic or depressed. Again, people can understand that you may be depressed and anxious, but it may seem counterintuitive to be manic and anxious, but it's quite clear that that can happen. The anxiety component uh, of a phase of illness and bipolar disorder can be particularly difficult to treat. And my patients tell me that the anxiety symptoms are often the ones that make them feel the most wretched. And sometimes they persist after all of the other symptoms have resolved. So this is a very important area. Thank you. So Alan, what is the take-home message for people with uh, problems that they might think potentially be bipolar? Well, I think the take-home message must be that the diagnosis of correct diagnosis of bipolar disorder is extremely important. Uh, I think um, the sooner that is reached, the sooner treatment can be well-founded. Uh, there's inherent difficulties in making a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, so I think it's unlikely that we'll ever be 100% perfect at doing this. But I think we should be certainly improving current practice. I think it's perfectly reasonable for patients to ask for a second opinion uh, if they feel that their doctor hasn't got the diagnosis of bipolar disorder uh, correct. And I think that's a reasonable um, thing for anyone to ask for, really. Ellen, thank you very much. Thank you.